I think Roland O'Gara could be managing the Cork Hurlers, the Irish soccer team. He could be managing anything. He's got the X factor. To win two Champions Cups with a club that doesn't really have that much of a history in the game. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Football on Off the Ball. With Sky. All the football you love in one place. Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Well, Brian, it was a dramatic day in the end. Everton beating Bournemouth by a goal to nil to save themselves and to stay in the Premier League for 69th consecutive season. Unfortunately, Leicester City and Leeds United go down with Southampton. Maybe just a quick word on, on those two clubs. Um, I don't think it was many people maybe predicting Leicester City will go down. Leeds United did look like a little bit of a mess from the start of the season and perhaps no surprise that they do go down to the Championship. Well, um, well in fairness to... Um to Leeds United, uh, like they're only up. This is only their second season up, and they had a bit of a scramble to survive last year. Jesse Marsh came in and saved the day for them after Bielsa was having a bad season last season. The club were having a bad season, not playing Bielsa, fabulous manager for them, but uh, they've struggled this season. I mean, the teams that went down deserve to go down. That's the end of it. It's not like anyone was particularly unlucky. Um, Leeds form in, in the last 10 games has been very poor scrambled a few draws but wins were very scarce for them Leicester are more of a surprise in that uh, Leeds took in Sam Aldois he probably came in too late with four, four matches to go but Leicester are more of a surprise given their recent success they won the league 2016 and won the cup um, since then and they've been chasing the top four position in recent seasons. Just got edged out of the top four in the last couple of seasons. So you look at Leicester, everyone is half baffled. You're going, what happened actually? But it, it seems that there, that some financial issues caught up with them. And there's been lack of investment in the team this year. Only Voice was signed, as I said, to have in the summer. A lot of injury problems. Madison had a very mixed season. Uh, Johnny Evans was missing for a lot of the season. Sayanku lost form. And uh, again, they can have no complaint at the end. It wasn't because of, of today that they are relegated. They, they just have conceded too many goals over the season and didn't fire some of the signings they made before last season the previous Sunday sorry the previous season haven't worked out the likes of Samara Daka they they haven't really worked some of the defensive players they signed so there's a rebuild to be done at Leicester but it can be it can be a harsh time for people at the club um, because there'll be jobs lost obviously players will be um put out with the club I'd say there'll be players I would say discarded if they can get fees for them they'll take them but they'll have to cut back on the wage bill because I think they have one of the highest wage bills in the league Leicester although they're a club that that we wouldn't associate them being with the say the traditional top six they have quite a high wage bill so obviously they're going to have to cut that now seriously but um, it's quite a downfall when you consider they've only won the title yeah. you know seven seasons ago yeah it's, it's, it's remarkable really but you know there's you wonder did Brendan Rodgers stay around too long himself I think he saw 
wouldn't say he saw the writing on the wall, but I think he saw in the summer that it was going to be a tough season when he when he saw he I remember him saying last year that the the, the team needed an overhaul and they didn't really get that overhaul in the mm-hmm. summer. And uh but but it comes down ultimately to the players. They didn't do it. Uh they weren't consistent enough and uh, they conceded too many goals the managers get too much they get too much praise when it's going well they get too much criticism when it's not going so well Brendan Rodgers did a fabulous job for Leicester in recent seasons Ranieri did a great job and he was there when they surprised he won the league Brendan Rodgers won the cup and had them in contention for the top four a couple of seasons finishing fifth and then he get, he, he's gone this season if he'd stayed on would Brendan Rodgers have kept him up who knows we, we, we can't really answer that but it was a bit of a mess after that when he put the two goalkeeping coaches in charge for a while and then they're they put in Dean Smith late on trying to pull it out of the bag but it was, it was too little too late they just and there was the whole one around you know Vardy not being in the team not getting started Iheanacho playing um, Iheanacho taking that position for a while Madison left out of the team and then out of the team it, it, it certainly seemed like some of the players didn't perform on a consistent basis and uh, it just slipped away from from Leicester it'd be, it'd be a very interesting one to do with the investigation and that in the future how did Leicester go from where they were winning the league as you said seven seasons ago to getting relegated this season It's mm-hmm. um, but you would never really have considered Leicester despite the fact they were there and thereabouts in recent seasons for the Champions League place you could never say oh well they're one of the big clubs now and they're always going to be there it just shows you that that threat of relegation is always around there for the majority of the clubs there's been very very few clubs who have never been relegated so that threat and it's such a serious thing you know they lose so much money mm-hmm. it's such a restart has to be made at a club after relegation it has the consequences for so many people are so severe well Everton don't have to deal with that uh, thankfully for their supporters but they certainly went through the middle this season didn't they uh, it did look like at times that it did eventually look they were going to s- go down after last season having to wait till the penultimate game to save themselves here we are the last day like in 1998 they got a draw against Comgy back then today it's a 1-0 win against Bournemouth and it wasn't exactly a you know a vintage performance from Everton it was just really you know they had to play away there and they got a good goal in the effort yeah they got dug in they dug in well I think they played it sensibly I always thought the appointment of Sean Dice was a very good appointment uh, he's, he did a great job at Bournemouth over the year. I saw the results of some uh, scientific survey or investigation analysis during the week, and it said based on, on uh, based on money, Bournemouth had been the best performing team over the last ten years. Right, based on spending and based on on. Uh, resources, Burnley were the best so that's remarkable when you think about it because we've thought about it, about Burnley staying in the league and Sean Dyche being the manager and not being very progressive in the way they play it, but when you analyse it like that, in terms of spending um, 
and resources and everything around the game. Salaries and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. salaries yeah. to pay for players and and uh, spending on players and income from transfers. It is really remarkable. So he did a great job to keep them up for so long. Eventually, he, he fell out, out of favour with the newest owners and was gone. And uh, they've got, they're coming back this year. But I, I thought his appointment with Everton, I, I thought he was a guy that would sue Everton and I think he's done a good job it's been come down to the last day the point last week was very important it was the win at Brighton mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago was a really really vital win it looked at that stage like they were slipping away uh, that was their only win in 10 before today so they've had two wins the last 11 games but importantly they they pulled out a couple of draws along the way they got a very good draw with Spurs one night remember they pulled out a couple of important draws added to those couple of wins that made it that was just enough of them and they dug deep with the injury situation you look at Seamus Coleman because Patterson got injured early in the season Seamus Coleman got back into the team obviously such a major personality around the club and the driving force um, for the team and many of the players obviously all the managers rate him highly because of his contact uh, sorry his conduct and then they lose Seamus and then Patterson goes back in and plays very well and he gets injured Mikalenko on the other side who had steadied who, who, who performed fairly steadily he gets injured then as well and there's so many problems with the, 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 those positions uh, apart from also Anders Townsend, Tom Davies, I think there's a few more. It was really Calvert Lewin then as well, of course. Well, Calvert Lewin has been very injury prone yeah. over the last few seasons. But when he got back this time, you knew that they'd been wrapping him in cotton wool and trying to make sure if he got this back this time, he was going to be there in the end. But that didn't work out for them either. And goals have been a big problem for them this season. Lowest scorers, only 15 home goals for today. That's 16. Um, top scorer McNeil with seven you know and nobody else Demary Gray was the next highest scorer with four Decore got himself up onto four I think with the two goals against Brighton but that's been a massive problem for them for, for, for a good few years now they've bought plenty of fellas and none of them have done the job and they're still waiting on Calvert Newell to come back and have a good season mm. so they, look it's a chance for them to restart to yeah. reset and to plan the thing about that Brian is in retrospect I kind of felt at the time myself that hanging out to Frank Lampard after he saved him was a mistake and they got rid of him halfway through the season would it be a mistake now do you think to hang on to Sean Dyche do they need to think a little bit further ahead because there was reports in the papers last week on Merseyside that they were looking for another manager now whether that was succession planning for when Deutsch goes because no manager stays forever was put to him at the training grounds on Friday and he kind of just fobbed it off a bit like well look all clubs do this so what would your thinking be on that? Do well, there's a Deutsch network go for someone else? Well, there's a lot of madness going on goes on around clubs now with the ownership of clubs and fellas coming in, Billy Big Boots, think they know everything and they think they know how to do it because they've been successful in business. They think they know how to do it in a football club and they don't listen to football people. The, the, the clearest example of that was, um, was Chelsea this year in particular. But it's happened at other clubs as well where fellas come in and take over and think they know how to do it. 
it. It's been a problem at Everton for years. A lot of a lot of bad signings, a lot of a lot of appointments that haven't worked out for them, and directors of football that haven't worked out for them. I think Everton need a bit of stability. I think Sean Dyche would give them that stability, but I don't know what these people are thinking. I think the fact that he got them through it and they survived. I think if you look at his work in the past with 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 um, Burnley, and look he qualified at qualified for Europe as well. Actually, he, he did. He yeah. did great work with, with Burnley. But but going with the factors I mentioned here, he's ne- they've never been able to spend money at Burnley. They've never been able to to hold on to top players if they had top players. I mean, they Burnley sold Dwight McNeil. It's ironic too to Everton. Tarkowski is another former player that Burnley would have probably liked to, to keep hold of. So he developed some players, but I think he had bigger resources at Everton. But Everton also under a bit of pressure. There's a financial investigation going into Everton as well in relation to financial fair play. We don't know where they are in that. I mm-hmm. think their losses are about 417 million in the last four years. Up to take legal action against them as well. Exactly. On so, the good, so on the good side, though, there, there is talk that there's this company coming in with uh, 25 looking for a 25% stake in Everton Football Club um, that company is uh, MPL sorry I forgot the MSP Sports Capital looking for a 25% stake and then you look at the Bramley Moore Dock the stadium is going to be built there they, they move in there after next season so there are some things you kind of look all oh, maybe optimistic about, but then as you mentioned in these investigations, we don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, but 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 the first thing they needed to do was stay in the division because the consequence of going out out of the Premier League today was probably um, um, a reduction in their. In their, in their finances of about 100 million. I'm throwing that figure based on what Steve Parrish said in relation to Crystal Palace that you know they, they'd lose about 100 million by getting relegated. So if you say that Everton be along the same lines, a massive amount of money. Now, they at least by staying in the league, they can do some planning. The first plan has to be how do we stay in the league again because that's the second season in a row they've been fourth last. So you've got to, and you need. Good decision making. You live. You need a level-handed manager who knows how to work the resources you have, and to make wise decisions, in the in the transfer market, and. They've got that opportunity now. I mean, the, the, the stadium and the attraction of going to a new stadium. We were discussing early on how much we love going to Goodison Park. It's such an iconic stadium. It's an old-style stadium. There's still a few of them around. There's not many of them. But, you know, they need the new stadium, need to be able to generate more income. And there's a, a massive passion for uh, uh, for Everton Football Club. There is a potential for them to generate more income. But they need stability in the short term. And... I don't know what will go on with Sean Deutsch, whether he'll think I did okay for them, they don't really want me, I'll get another job, I'll move on, or whether he, they'll say, oh well, he's done all right, he got us, he got us across the line with, with half the team out injured, no options for full-backs. A, mid, a young midfield player playing right wing back and our top goalscorer playing left wing back and he got us there give him a, give him a, give him a three year contract let's have a bit of long term planning at Everton let's 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 uh, Let's plan for two years' time when we do get to the new stadium. But let's make sure we're in the Premier League comfortably next year by having a good, steady season rather than scrambling around in the last match again trying to get a heroic goal like the Corey got today to keep them up. 
Yeah, he certainly uh, has uh, made himself an Everton hero for life, I think. Just wanted to ask you about two clubs finally, Brian. Uh, Man City and Aston Villa. We go with Aston Villa first. They finished seventh. They've qualified for the Europa Conference League. Unai Emery, what a job he's done. And I'll tell you one thing, you wouldn't bet against them winning a European trophy next season. He's won the Europa League three times. Is that something maybe Aston Villa could be looking at now for next season, do you think? Well, he has done a remarkable job. There's plenty of managers this year have done remarkable jobs. He, he is certainly one of them. Uh, they were struggling under Steven Gerrard. Obviously, the club were getting worried that they were drifting down the table a bit towards the, the relegation zone. It's a big worry now for clubs is to stay out of uh, talk about relegation, never mind being in the relegation zone. So they made an early decision and moved St- Steven Gerrard on. Uh, Unai Emery came in rebuilt his reputation in Spain after his time at Arsenal I always thought he was hard done by by Arsenal was the, um, whoever followed Wenger was going to be was always going to be a tough go, a, 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 a tough ask and a tough jog, job but he he did a, a brilliant job with Villarreal and as you said he, he previously had done a brilliant job with Sevilla but to win to win the Europa League with Villarreal and beat Manchester United was a superb job I've a, a big emerged his they play great football he gets the maximum from his players um they look like they're in good shape as a club and Aston Villa are a club with huge tradition previous European Cup winners so they are in good shape um and I'm sure they will have money to spend this year. He'll be able to look at the market now and say, from his knowledge of the Spanish game, probably pick up a couple of, let's say, relatively cheap, good players because he's been good at that. So all compliments to him and his players. They've had a really good season and finished you know, above some of the... Uh, the more feasible clubs with the bigger monies, the likes yeah. of Spurs, the likes of Chelsea, finishing further down the table than Aston Villa. Well, finally, then, at Manchester City, Brian, they're the champions. They're now going for a treble. First up, well, <laughs> Manchester United in an FA Cup final. I don't think many people could say uh, that they think United will stop them, but you never know in a Cup final match. And then it's Inter in the Champions League final. Can either of those clubs, do you think, stop Manchester City from winning a treble? Because it does seem, a lot of people are kind of saying, the treble is done. It's on when you hear some of the talk around us. It. It's not that so easy. not so easy. matches to go, isn't that's, it? That's not so easy. <laughs> um, Manchester United, obviously early in the season, they got a hiding at Manchester City, um, beaten up, got out, got out lucky at 6-3, I think. But they turned that around and the improvement was remarkable under Ten Hag over the season I think they have a chance in the final uh, they'll obviously want to do it they've used they've used a lot of the same players repeatedly there hasn't been a um, a massive depth in the squad at Manchester United you say well all the players are fresh the best players have played an awful lot of games and you know you wonder uh, have they a little bit left in the tank for this big game whereas the Manchester series although they uh, behalf Pep has been very clever in his use of players and the, the, I would think a lot of players have been kept fresh 
I didn't see uh, the lineup actually today, but I'm sure that there's a lot of players kept. Just as we saw the last midweek game, they only used one or two as what I'd, I'd call his best eleven. So they will come into that match fresh against Manchester United. But on on the day in the cup final, Manchester United have quality. It's not a it's not a Wigan versus Manchester City situation. It's Manchester United, a derby match with the quality they have. I I I could. I give Manchester United a better chance of beating Manchester City than I would give Inter. Mm. I don't think Inter have enough. They'll uh, they'll they they'll be strong and compact and breaking breaking hard for midfield. And Zeko will want to put one over on his old club. I'm sure. Um, Lataro, Martinez, a threat in the front position. They've got good players in the midfield, got strong defenders. The, wi- the wing backs are very good players. The, the Marco on the left hand side, and Fries on the right. I can see Inter making it awkward for them, but I think City will beat them. But I think Manchester United have a bit of a chance. So. I, the treble is not done yet, Brian. No, it's not done. Uh, I, 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 I don't think Man- Manchester City supporters in their heart believe. It's going to be easy against Manchester United. I think the impression they have is we we'd be able to be inter handy enough, but with the history of Italian teams, I don't think it'll be that easy. But I think Manchester City will win the the final in Istanbul. Thanks very much, Brian. Great season. A couple of more exciting games still to go for sure. <laughs> football on off the ball with Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports.